0: Welcome to Round the Rotary with me, J.P. Warren. And with us today, we've got a good buddy of mine, Dan Disser, who is the drilling best man and... Best friend. Me? Best, best friend. friend. Thank you for uh, that correction. I was going to add that in uh, post-recording, but thank you for doing that. Dan Disser, best friend slash drilling manager at Headington Energy Partners. How are you doing today, man?
1: Doing well, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Just trying to trying to stay busy, trying to put uh, put some social media, trying to... Just stay quarantine. relevant. Trying to stay relevant right now uh, during this uh, quarantine. That's all. There that's only. Is. That's only. I guess people in sales can do right now is kind of, kind of just try to stay in front of people. So hey, let's kick this off. I know we got a lot of good things to talk about today. Um, why don't you start off with a little background about yourself? Uh, what what you feel like sharing? What's relevant? What's not? And kind of bring us up to date where you are right now.
1: Sure i'm going to try to take as much time as i can on this so people what else listening, we have to do yeah yeah <laughs> so people listening just tune out before before <laughs> we get to the hard questions uh yeah no so so i'm at Headington energy partners now i uh, been there for uh coming up on two years now uh before that i was at anadarko um started out as a drilling engineer and then ended up uh becoming the engineering manager before I left there, uh, worked South Texas, West Texas, deep water, Gulf of Mexico, um, went back to West Texas and moved to Midland was there for eight months and then came, came out to Dallas, Paddington. Uh, before that, um, I worked for a directional company straight out of school. Um, Got a communications degree from UT, graduated in 07, went to work for a directional company, uh, left in 09, went to Texas Tech uh, for petroleum engineering and, and graduated in 2012 and then started with, with Anadarko.
0: So what was that decision making? That's, I mean, that's an interesting, uh, I guess, uh, path. I mean, you started off, I guess, what were you doing for the directional company?
1: Uh, before I left, I was I – was, a DD, a directional driller, uh, started out as a MWD and, um, you know, I went to school thinking, you know, just get a degree. Someone's going to pay me a hundred grand a year as soon as I get out of school that, you know, ended up not being the case. You know, my, the offers that I got, uh, in sales were, um, probably, you know, pretty good. Just, I just thought that I could make more money for some reason. I, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so um, got a couple
0: offers to
1: do like from uh, Republic,
0: like yeah, the the beverage. Be- the beverage. Yep, I think yeah, everyone I that starts off out of college they entertain <laughs> that idea. I think that's yeah. like the sweet spot for them. It's like, hey, you want to continue the party? Come work yeah. and party. Yeah.
1: Uh and then uh a company called um Wolseley Ferguson, they did they do like um fixtures like plumbing type fixtures and like I don't know, we're you know, whatever. Anyway, so wasn't super interested in either one of those. I think, you know, starting salary, which probably is you know, or equivalent, whatever it was, was like sixty or something like that, which is you know
0: pretty pretty good. But yeah, as guess, a
1: graduate, yeah. I guess I thought I was like, I was living in a la la land. I guess. Well, but uh, I'm more
0: talking. I'm more talking about going from a DD and saying, you know, you oh. know, I want to go back. I'm going to go back and get my PE at Texas Tech. Like that well, was such right, a great, right. like shift and in, an interesting shift in your mindset.
1: Yeah. So so I ended up, you know, reaching out to friends of friends uh, to get that job, and it was actually at MS and. I had never seen a rig before I got a bunch of stories about, you know, me starting out, which are pretty funny, but, um, just seeing this whole industry just, you know, all of a sudden and how things are done in the field and stuff like that. And it was just kind of like, I was shell shocked, but also really interested in the technical things that I was doing, you know, like at that time, I think the highest math I took was like, You know, uh, statistics in high school. I mean, I didn't have to take any math for communications, and so, uh, and I always kind of stayed away from it because everyone, you know, people are like, "Hey, you know, algebra is hard, calculus is hard."
0: Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. You naturally back down from challenges, and then you fear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. People people tell you
1: that, and you're like, "All right, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to kill myself trying to, you know, do that." So, anyway. Uh, so I realized that I, that I did like all this, uh, technical stuff that you had to do, you know, and it wasn't super technical, but I wanted to know more about it and all that. So, um, it got, you know, uh, I think early '09. it, that's kind of when it started, we started the downturn from, right. uh, and so, uh, I think I made it, you know, through like three or four cuts and I was like the youngest guy still there. And I think at some point in time I asked my boss and I, I was like, look, like I'm the least experienced out of the people you still have left. Um, why don't you let me go? I've, I've kind of made the decision to go back to school. And that was, you know, I say I just made that decision, but it was probably like a three month period where I was like, oh shit. And I started to save a bunch of money uh, just after making it through all these cuts. And, uh, you know, talked to a bunch of people was looking for other things. Didn't really like any of them. And uh, my uncle who's, who's in the industry, uh, he was like, look, if you, if you like the the technical stuff, why don't you go back to school? You know, you got a bunch of money saved. um, And, you know, you think you might like the, the engineering stuff. Like, why don't you just do that? So, it was probably like a three or four month period where I thought it over and, you know, and then eventually asked my boss to do that. He said, sure. So I was able to get kind of unemployment while I, you know, started going back to school, which was good. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hadn't taken a math class since, you know, statistics in high school. So it'd been like seven years. Um, so I was pretty nervous, but, and it, I mean, it was very, very difficult for me
0: uh, to switch to go from student to go from out yeah. working in the field to student mode, switching that mindset. And so I think that's I think that's uh, pretty impressive that you had got both. I mean, you have both viewpoints from the service side and also from the operator, which I think is just I mean, can't teach that in school, as we say.
1: I think I I definitely think it it's useful and it helps um, kind of. It kind of helped just build my um, philosophies on things and how I deal with with service companies and and sales guys and stuff like that. So,
0: well, let's go let's go into that a little bit. Let's talk about those uh, those philosophies um, when you're when you're when you're looking over a bid or when you're selecting a service company, and um, you can speak to that. And then we can kind of go into like, is that same philosophy gonna graduate? Graduate into the future. I mean, to once you know things start ramping up again. I mean, so go into your philosophy right now when you're picking a service provider.
1: Um, You know, I guess there's a couple different classifications of service companies, but in general, um, I'm not a. You know, and I I, I don't want to like call it like a rig up type guy, but but since they do you know, these kind of, uh, mass RFPs and, you know, go out and get bids for you and things like that. I don't, I'm not in general, I'm not a like, let's go with the lowest bid company type of, um, engineer. So, uh, my, my philosophy is, you know, I guess it would, you know, there's a lot of different circumstances, but as it stands where I am, where I do know a lot of different companies, Um, I try to, to pick the one that either I have a relationship with, I mean, they still need to be in the ballpark cost wise, but that's, that's not my bottom line. Like, um, people are my bottom line. So I, I, I think I'm a a decent judge of character, uh, when it comes to that. And so when I meet a new company or, or, you know, new sales guys or whatever, um, I try to gauge what their work ethic is, like how, how smart they are, how much time, uh, they take, you know, talking to me about what they do and what their company does and how they differentiate themselves and things like that. Um, and then, you know, I try to build a relationship with those guys eventually, but, but picking them outright, uh, I think a little bit, all those things, um, cost, cost comes into play, but I don't mind paying a little bit extra money for a service that I know is going to be good. That, that, you know, one in which the company is going to be and and the, the sales guy is going to be completely transparent. Uh, he's going to work. He's going to communicate. He's going to work through problems with me. He doesn't care about, you know, me calling them at 2 a.m. because something's wrong. Um, so, and I guess some of that goes uh, falls in the trust category. Like, right? I need to be able to trust trust that a guy's going to pick up the phone and that he's going to do as much work as I'm doing, trying to fix a problem or work through a problem.
0: So, if you if you went with uh, let's say it was a low cost mentality, what where, what have you seen previously that that could? I mean, is that just kind of where you, you pay for what you get?
1: Yeah, I mean like not not always, so there's always exceptions to the rule, but I mean the times that I've gone just lowest bid and I you know it's been a while since I've just straight up gone with somebody just because they're lowest. And again like I do want to like make a point that there's some things that I mean so like dumb iron type stuff I I don't mind going with lowest bid because right. You know it is what it is it's it's just tools and you don't have to really worry about stuff. Um but but the major services you know you definitely want to wanna work through it. But uh yeah I mean and you asked like has that bit me before but but yeah it has like you go with either somebody that your boss tells you to go with or or whatever the case is like you know they're the they're the lowest or the lowest bid, or whatever. Um, yeah, you you just you get disappointed, and then so go on. Well, then then you're in in a situation where because it always costs money to change that change major major services like directional cement, um, you know, rig contractors, whatever. So if you make a change or you pick up somebody, um, you know, it's going to cost some amount of money or. Whether it's money, time, whatever, uh, to vet a new right. vendor, um, you're like, okay, well, did they screw up? Because, you know, is it partly my fault? Was it just a bonehead move in one of the people in the assembly line? Or, you know, what was the root cause here? And then you're like, is it worth running them off or should I give them another shot? Or, you know, what's the impact of what happened? is it something that we can work on or is it just a catastrophic absolute failure and I have to get rid of them because I can't allow that to happen.
0: You can't, you can't justify having them out there after. Yeah. So, so your, so your thought process, your philosophy is look, be competitive with price, but at the same time, this is a partnership. This is a relationship. Um, We're a business partner in, in the, in our operations. Yeah. Yeah. And is that? I mean, do you see that uh, being crucial moving forward? Having that same type of a relationship with uh, with your vendors?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't think I don't think the environment that we're in now it would affect my that philosophy and kind of how I make decisions on service companies and vendors. Just because you know Headington is a small company, but we want to. You know, we're not a a buy and flip company. Uh we want to be an operator for the long run. We you know, we see ourselves being having a long operated program, you know, for as long as we can. Right. So, you know, with with my philosophy it's it's more of a long-term type of deal. Like you might be able to get by with just going low bid on everything if you're just picking up a rig to drill a couple wells and then lay it down, right? Um, but long term, I think you you always come out on top, um, you know. And and I mean, and I'm not saying that like the right company is always going to be a way high bid, but um, a lot of times it is. And but but I think you get what you pay for in, in some regards. So, um, but but yeah, I, I don't I don't see that changing really uh are affecting how i how i make make decisions for for service companies
0: well speaking on the service side um moving forward i mean what do you what would you want to see uh out of service companies or what what uh from your perspective from your side of the desk what advice would you have for service companies i guess coming out of this this uh what whatever how are you define what we're in right now <laughs> dumpster <laughs> um, fire shit show you you name yeah. it, whatever it is <laughs> yeah Uh man, I mean I I think
1: I think service companies and particularly the small ones should think about um staying small and not ramping up too quickly um to a point where you know they're they're kind of unorganized and not able to provide a good service because they're stretched thin. And, you know, everyone always has issues with, with the ups and downs and, and making moves and when to uh, cut people and when to, you know, kind of downsize with the market. But um, I, I would say what I'd like to see is, you know, if, if you're small, grow organically and, and don't spread yourself thin when... You know, when the market's good or or it gets good really quickly, uh, concentrate on the things that you do good and concentrate on above all, concentrate on picking up the right people. Um, Because I think I think one of the things that always happens, whether it's like engineers or sales guys or whatever, um, they end up just putting warm bodies in spots as opposed to. Hey, let's hold off for a minute until we find the right guy uh,
0: or girl. It's 2020 or or girl. Uh, yeah.
1: So, you know, th- that's the biggest thing. Like, and you see it all the time and you know, it's very, it's sometimes it's not obvious, but in most cases it's pretty obvious that you, you run into a sales guy. He's like, yeah, I was a, uh, you know, whatever in some other industry. And sometimes those guys work out, Yeah, you know, they always say like he he the guy was a Walmart greeter, you know, two weeks ago or whatever,
0: but we just, we just, we just talked, we just talked to Tyler Schultz as a hint and he's like, man, if this doesn't work out, I'm gonna go back to doing Walmart greeting. He's like, that's what I did. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, spend, spend more time in, in it. Like that comes from me being a manager at Anadarko and hiring guys and uh, doing recruiting, college recruiting, and stuff like that, you can you can just pick the first person that has an indication that they might be smart or they might be good, but uh, it's it's gonna bite you in the long run if you if you're just if it's a quick decision, you know, unless you're you just really really feel good that he's a all or he or she is an all around you know, stud. Right. And so if that means that you're going to have to spend more time um, or you're going to have more work, like you're going to cover whatever that new person would do for another six months or whatever, and you're going to be stretched thin, like, so be it, because, you know, if you pick up somebody who sucks, you're, you're kind of stuck with them depending on the situation you're either stuck with them or you got to fire them and start over again and you know well, and
0: also and also that's the name of the company too i mean if you're if your company has a a name a reputation and you, and you send out some you know some jackass who doesn't really know what they're talking about or what they're or what they're doing or they don't get along with people or they can't build that relationship or or they're not being truthful or transparent as you mentioned before then it's going to kind of hurt the, the reputation of the company
1: yeah 100 percent. and that does you know for some reason, our industry holds grudges on companies
0: because oh, of God. people, yes. right? I yes. mean, you got
1: guys, especially in the field, you got guys who, you know, who bleed red or blue. And the reason they do is because one guy, whether he was a field guy or, a, or you know, a sales guy or whatever, you know, ruined him like 20 years ago, you know, and you see it all the time, but it's hard not to though, because you, you think the way I think about it's like, well, they hired this guy, you know, so they must have thought he was awesome because why hire him, you know, unless you think he's good, you know, so if they're hiring guys who who suck, then, you know,
0: the company- well, that also, I mean, that also exposes services companies in another, in another, another light too, you know, you're talking about red, you know, red and blue Crips and blood, but it's like, if you're hiring <laughs> some, if you, I mean. If you're hiring someone and uh, let's say it's a good buddy of yours and they just you know downturn they let him go immediately. It's like, oh I'm never gonna use them again. They let my buddy go. You know, I mean that's kind of and that that also puts him in the penalty box.
1: Yeah, that's right. Unless, you know, there's a lot of cases, and I mean I'm seeing this right now, that the guy who gets let go, you know, he's kind of like it is what it is. And, you know, it's, it's part of the deal. I hadn't been here for that long. So, and I, you know, it's not like I was sucking at my job, you know? And so if it's something like that, then, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. It's just part, it's part of the business. Right. But, but uh, you know, there's other cases where, you know, and I won't go into companies or names or anything, but where, you know, we get into a situation like we're in right now and in two weeks in a company is going to fire an account manager who's been with a company for 20 years. And I get that because it's, it's middle, you know, middle management always goes right. first cause they make too much money and all that stuff. But like, you know, ask them if they're okay with a pay cut, you know, ask them, you know, how can we keep this person because we've had them here for 20 years. We they must be doing something right. Uh,
0: they have the relationships too i mean, it's yeah. that's, that's a tough that's a tough decision for people to make for companies to make yeah um yeah so what what do you think our industry looks like uh moving forward on the on uh i guess for, i mean we need to tie into the next talking point what what what, what does it look like for for y'all for for Huntington to potentially pick up another rig? What are the economics what' does the environment look like
1: uh, you know It's, we don't have, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that, like, what, what's it going to take? What, what does oil need to be at for us to, to pick up activity or pick up rigs or whatever. And for us, it's not necessarily, it's a tough question, number one, but number two, it's, it's not necessarily directly tied to, to oil price. I think, uh, for us, we're small, you know, we don't have any debt. We're, we're definitely hurting right now because, you know, I mean, everyone's hurting. Yeah. But, um, but for us, you know, we don't have a bunch of inventory left from our legacy West Texas assets, uh, that we can just go drill. And so, you know, we, we have some stuff that we want to see some, some offset, uh, production on before we go infill drill but um but for us we, we we don't have a ton of inventory right now and so we we're we're actively looking to partner up with other operators uh jv stuff or you know uh uh you know we'll, we'll go we'll look at acreage positions that someone's trying to get rid of or whatever but, I mean, and we're we're specifically looking in in delaware basin but um, anyway, so long story short, if we find a deal that is attractive and it's not, you know, a ridiculous price per acre, um, or something like that, and, you know, the other operator wants us to operate it and, and that's, that's essentially what, what we want. We want to operate, um, cause we have a, a, a pretty jam up ops team, but, uh, yeah. So if it's the right deal and, and the right, you know, company uh, you know, we'll, we'll look at, it, we'll vet it. And if it's good, we'll, we'll get into it. And, you know, we may curtail or defer completions on stuff, but like, I don't think, you know, and it, it's all situational. Right. And depends right. on, on all the different factors, but, but we don't necessarily, we're, we're not going to uh, just not, drill because of oil price. I mean, we're definitely going to not complete because of oil price. Uh, But to answer your question, it's not, it's not oil price based, I guess our our operations aren't, aren't oil price based. We don't have, we don't have any debt. We, you know, we'd like to see it a lot higher because we would be, we would be capable of a bigger purchase you know, or a bigger, you know, uh, uh, like cost of entry, uh, into a deal. We would be more willing to do that for a bigger deal if oil price is better. But anyway, um, yeah, so, so, well, l- let me put it this way. So when we, uh, we just, we left, uh, Delaware basin in, November, December time frame and moved our rig to uh, Midland Basin, Upton County. We planned on drilling nine wells. Uh, when the oil price deal slash coronavirus happened. Coronavirus? Are you, yeah. Are you,
0: are you familiar? No. I'll, I'll check it out on Reddit. Go on.
1: Yeah. We'll have to do another podcast about it. But um, it, it just so happened that we were on our. You know, we, we were moving to our last pad when all that kind of when all that stuff kind of happened. So uh but all that to say, if all this stuff happened on the first well on the out of the nine that we were going to drill in Upton County, we would have still drilled all nine wells because we needed to drill them eventually anyway. Now we're going to defer the completions until next year, you know, most likely. And that's going to depend on oil price when we decide to do that, but it it didn't, it didn't, or it wouldn't have affected us keeping the rig. Okay. We were going to, we were going to need to drill them anyway.
0: Okay. So what do you see the industry, I I guess, evolving into? Uh, That's kind of a tough
1: question too, but I, you know, I I don't think a whole lot's going to change. Uh, I think the big players are going to stay in it. I think the the small companies that aren't uh, over leveraged, you know, and that are in good shape financially. Um, I think those kind of things aren't going to change as much, uh, other than they're going to be slower to make decisions. Um, they're going to be they're going to take a lot more time. Uh, to do deals and and make purchases and things like that. I do think that the, the PE backed companies or or private equity in general is, is going to slowly I think private equity is going to slowly back out of the energy sector. And I guess with that, I think that the bigger, the bigger PE firms are going to, kind of uh trim some fat and and merge a lot of their smaller companies that they fund right. and uh, so so i think you're going to see a lot less pe involvement in, in the industry versus three four five years ago when it was uh, everywhere everybody was just throwing money at acreage and weren't even really evaluating deals the way they should and just said, Hey, everything's going to make oil out here. doesn't matter. We're going to drill a couple wells. Uh, you know, we're not going to choke them back and they're going to, you know, we're going to make them look like rock stars and then we're going to turn around and sell this thing and make, you know, 200 million bucks or whatever. I don't think you're going to see that anymore.
0: Man. I don't think you've seen that in a while, ever since the last downturn. Yeah. I mean, there's,
1: there's a lot of companies that, Well, okay. So what, what I also think is going to happen is if there is PE involvement, the deals are going to be structured a lot differently. Uh, like it's not just going to be, you you know, uh, we're going to, we're going to back this, this, uh, this operator and well, all all those deals have a lot of hair on them anyway, but I think, I think all the deals are going to be structured a lot differently in favor of the of the PE firm.
0: Right. I can see that. So, okay. Um, before we get to the message to our audience, uh, let's go back to, I guess your intro. If you can think of an actual funny story, um, from you starting out or, a a good, a good story to kind of brighten people's mood today, what would that be?
1: Oh man, I got two and, <laughs> Let me think which one's funnier. Give them both, dude. Uh, all right. Well, I'll <laughs> make the first one. I'll make the first one really short. <laughs> all right. So I think I'd been on the on the on the rig. Like it might have been it might have been my first hitch, and so uh, everything's new. The rigs new. Like how the people are. Like the rig he, hands. And, people yeah, interacting. Everything.
0: Yeah it's it's a it's yeah. a completely new world. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of you know big equipment that I've never seen before and all that stuff. And, uh, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm on the rig floor with my, like the guy who's training me and, uh, we're, we're tripping out of the hole. We're about to pull the MDV tool out, uh, of the, uh, UBHO and the, uh, one of the rig hands is just, is handling the pipe and the driller, I guess they're, they're backing off of a joint and the driller wasn't quite off of it and then came up like pulled the top drive up and came right back down too quickly and just sheared off this guy's this one of the rig hand's fingers right God. i mean just just quick just sheared it right off right? and it's right oh. in front of me and his finger like in in the glove right just falls in the pipe dope bucket <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's I'm not like, funny. It's, that's shocking no, I mean, for the first hit.
1: I'm like, holy shit. Uh, and I look at the guy, and he looks down, and he just goes, God damn it. <laughs> like, like didn't yell, didn't scream, like, holy shit, that's my finger. He's just like, God damn it. And then he looked at it, and he looked at me, and he's like, hey, man, uh, will you grab that and put it in that cup of ice over there? And he had like... <laughs> a styrofoam cup, like of like lemonade or something that he had just finished. And so it was just ice and like li- lemonade residue. And he was like, Hey, will you put that in there? And like, I wish I could have seen my face. Right. But
0: anyway. So he's saying, God damn it. Like he found like a hair in his hamburger <laughs> or cheeseburger. Well,
1: well, he was pissed off cause he was going to have to miss work or he thought he was gonna have to miss work.
0: Oh, Like
1: that's, 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 that's the only thing he cared about. That's a hand. So, so was Half like, oh of my
0: God, 90% of a hand.
1: Yeah. So I was like, geez, man, like, th- these guys are crazy. And so, uh, you know, whatever. Somebody took him to the hospital. They sewed his finger back on. And uh, I think, I think he came back and he was on like light duty or something. <laughs> I was like, this guy, this is insane. Jesus. Uh, but so that was longer than I thought. But second one is like my favorite because, uh, uh, well it goes it, it's again uh just goes to show how like hard the guys in the field are like the ones who you know the, the rig hands and and a lot of the like directional guys that that used to be rig hands and tool pushers and all that stuff but right so we had like a new trainee dd and it was like his first week and I had talked to him for a couple of days, maybe. And, you know, day two or three, he looks over at me and he's like, and this is like, you know, dude chewing on like a, like a piece of wheat, you know, like overalls with no undershirt on, you know, those little
0: straw hats just, yeah, yeah,
1: pretty much. And he looks over at me and he's like, Hey, uh, you went to college, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, Hey man, uh, so I got this really bad pain in my, in my back, you know, he's like pointing at his like where his kidneys are. And he's like, it, it really hurts to pee. And I think I might be like peeing a little bit of blood. And, um, you know, I'm, I just don't know what it is, but I don't want to miss any work cause I just started and I just don't want to do that. And I was like, yeah, uh, it sounds like a kidney stone but I'm not a doctor, you know, like I went to college. I but, didn't go to
0: med, I didn't uh, go to exactly. medical school. I didn't go to doctor 101 class.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, so do you think I need to go to the hospital or to the doctor or something? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, if it's a kidney stone, like you should probably get it checked out. He's like, Oh, well, I can't miss work. So he's like, do you think I'm okay until my hitch is over? And I was like, how the hell am I, I- supposed to
0: know? <laughs> yeah. I
1: was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, my my degree was in communications, you know, like, so, <laughs> so like another like day or two go by and it it's obviously getting worse and he's like really slow to walk across location like he just you know and it took like I don't know twenty minutes to walk across location to the rig floor and then you know he's he's taking like thirty minutes when he's trying to piss and he'll come out and be like. Yeah, I tried. I couldn't get anything out. You know, it just oh. hurts too bad. And um, anyway, th- this goes on for, I don't know, several days. And, and finally, uh, probably a week into his hitch or something, he, like, I see him running, like, from, it was either from, like, the, just the side of the location or something, like, wherever he had just peed. No, I know what it was. He was coming from his trailer to my trailer. So I saw him like running up the stairs, whatever. And he just busted open the front door and he goes, Hey, it came out. And I was like, what do you mean? Like what came out? And he was like the, 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 the stone thing. And I was like, how do you know it came out? And he was like, well, I was trying to pee and it hurt really, really bad, but I just pushed and pushed and pushed. And he goes, and then just the, you know the flow got real strong and i heard it hit the the porcelain on the toilet and i was like oh you i was like you just passed a fucking stone big enough to hear hit the toilet my
0: god
1: and it was like yeah i guess so but (laughs) but i peed and everything's fine and i was like holy shit (laughs) like i've never had a kidney stone but people compare it to like childbirth and all kind, are of, like worse than childbirth. And they're like and
0: microscopic.
1: Yeah. And they're the ones that you can like use radiation and like, you know, yeah. break into little pieces. And, uh, but just pushes like, it out. Just push. I mean, they look like sticker birds, you know, like just, I can't imagine. And he was like, so I'm fine. Right. Like I, sh- you know, like probably yeah, not,
0: so. probably not. Actually.
1: <laughs> I don't think you are fine. Jesus. <laughs> So I mean, just those guys are are a different breed. They are sure.
0: they're the great 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 guys and girls. So what what message would you want to leave our audience that are listening right now? You have anything you have anything to share or insight or, or thoughts or daily you motivation?
1: Know, I, w- I don't know about well, I guess motivation, but like just it's it's bad for everybody. I'm hearing bad stuff from all sides. You know, uh, I I I feel pretty like hashtag so blessed uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you know I'm with a, a small company right now that um, you know I feel pretty comfortable where I'm at but you know I would just say that to, to everybody just hang in there these things this is like my third downturn and you know there's a lot of guys who are still in the in the industry that have been through you know five or six of these and uh, you know just just hang in there and do whatever you got to do and don't spend money and figure out ways to like, you know, if you're laid off, you know, ask the bank if you can just make interest payments, you know, and, and no principal on it or, you know, just get creative and, and do what you got to do to get through it. Cause it, it'll come back and, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the part of the deal when you get into this industry, but this is what I want to keep doing. I love doing what I'm doing. And, you know, if I got laid off tomorrow, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd drive an Uber or do whatever the hell I had to do. But, you know, so, uh, if, if you stick with it, like you'll, uh, you'll find something sooner or later. So,
0: so this is the kidney stone. We just got to keep pushing through no matter how painful it is.
1: That's until, right. That's how until, you
0: talk. Until we hear that kaplunk. <laughs> well, good, good. Uh, Dan, it's great having you on today, man. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, love to have you back on sometime. Anytime, man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. If you have any questions for Dan or myself, you can reach us at roundtherotary at cap-petro.com. Again, that's roundtherotary at cap-petro.com. All right, Dan. Thanks a lot. We'll see you soon. Thanks, man. See ya.